Presentation from Richmond Sports Properties. And thanks for listening to Spider Athletics on 99.5 FM and 9.50 AM ESPN. Your exclusive radio home for Richmond Spiders basketball. It's the best part of Monday. Time to talk University of Richmond basketball. This is Behind the Web with head coach Chris Mooney. Plus your texts, emails, and tweets. Tonight's show is brought to you by Lux Chevrolet, CarMax, Bright Suite, Food Lion, and by Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Join in online anytime and be a part of the show with your questions and comments. Text 804 638 9508. Email behind the web at richmond.edu or on Twitter using at Spider Voice, at Richmond Athletics, or at ESPN Richmond. Now, here's the voice of the Spiders, Bob Black, with Coach Mooney. This is Behind the Web on ESPN Richmond and the Spiders Sports Network. From Learfield IMG College. Grace backs his way into the basket, turnaround, jump hook, good by Matt Grace in double figures with 10. Matt Grace, a career high 10 points. Good defense by the Spiders. Breakaway, Gilliard to Burton. There's your exclamation point with the one-hand jam by Tyler Burton. 25 for Burton tonight, a career high. Well, anytime you get a couple guys who set their career highs in the same game, you've got a pretty good chance for success. And such was the case last night for the Richmond Spiders as they knocked off St. Joe's in Philadelphia with a good bounce-back win, 79-56. to And, yes, we do like to say the best part of Mondays is talking college basketball on Behind the Web. Well, now it's the best part of Wednesday with a special edition of Behind the Web as the Spiders were traveling Monday. And we're glad and hope you found us tonight for our hour-long Spider and college basketball talk. And the best part of Wednesday is when it follows a Tuesday victory, which it did for the Richmond Spiders. Good evening. Bob Black with you here. Greg Beckwith will co-host and join our program as well. Coach Mooney coming up in just a second. And our special player guest coming up at the bottom of the hour Tonight, you just heard one of his play-by-play highlights, and that is junior Matt Grace, who will join us at about 6.30 on the heels of that three, uh, two three-pointers, 10-point performance last night in the win at St. Joe's. You can interact with us behind the web at richmond.edu. Dial us up uh, via text at 804-638-9508, 804-638-9508 to text, and we'll get to the emails and texts throughout the course of the show tonight. Uh, Chris, good evening. Thank you for joining us on a Wednesday night. I know it wasn't the usual trip to Philadelphia where you get to see some family and friends being in your hometown, but I'm sure you left the old hometown feeling pretty good about the way your guys responded and played in last night's victory. For sure, Bob. Uh, some soft pretzels and cheesesteaks on the way out. So uh, all, that was a really good game for us. Obviously, um, we had talked going into it about the quick turnaround from from Saturday afternoon's game, and I, I think we were all pleased that we would have a chance to play again quickly. And I uh, thought we played a, a good game and, and a you know a you know significantly better game defensively uh, i think st joe's has had their struggles but they've you know they've they've we kept them far below their their average and i thought we defended well and with aggression and not perfectly but we we made up for some mistakes uh that we made or over aggression by by helping each other out and making uh some second efforts and thought we really played a good all-around defensive game let's dive into that a little bit more what were you seeing chris um that was different from Saturday's performance against LaSalle, but perhaps similar to what you saw in the practices Sunday and Monday that led to the impressive win Tuesday? Well, I think one thing about LaSalle, the game was, you know, we just made, we weren't um, as firm and, you know, flying all over. You know, I think for us, uh, you know, one thing, you know, and, and I've said this many times, we've had some really great defensive halves and segments and uh, now a couple of good games that we were really good defensively. Uh, but we're at our best when we can put pressure on the ball. 
the more pressure you try to put on the ball, you know, the more opportunities teams are going to have to try to drive the ball to the basket or, you know, uh, get get into the paint via driving or passing, and and therefore then it puts pressure on you to help your guy out. And I, I think against LaSalle, we were just, you know, a step slow to the ball, uh, slips, uh, you know, not alert enough to act. So then we're we're, we're reacting too often couple times in transition you know we had the numbers to be back but we didn't stop the ball and things like that 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 um you know on a normal season this stage of the of the game that those you know don't necessarily happen that often uh and showed up and then but then last night i thought we really did a good job and we were aggressive um and uh and really able to put put pressure on them and and when they did get shots i felt for the most part they were contested um, you really last night kind of prepared for the kitchen sink, proverbially, so to speak, didn't you? That, you know, you got a St. Joe's team that, you know, they're 1-12 in going into the game, and the scariest thing about St. Joe's is that they were 1-12 in was kind of the way you were describing it to us. Yeah, for sure. I think, you know, of course, you know, I'm sure, you know, they certainly don't want to be 1-12, and uh, but it gives you the opportunity to say, Hey, let's try this or let's, uh, you know, we, you know, I saw this when I was a coach here and they really did some very different things. You know, I, I would have, I would have bet a lot of money with you, Bob, that we were going to see a ton of zone. Mm-hmm. Um, and they didn't play one possession of the traditional zone. Um, and, you know, I think teams at different parts of their growth and development, you know, you might say, "Hey, look, this is who we're going to be. We're playing. No matter if we're if we think Richmond's better or faster or taller, we're we're doing this." I think sometimes a team that's you know in such dire straits will say, "Hey, let's let's just try this and see if it sticks." And it can make you uncomfortable. And their offense actually makes you uncomfortable too because it really challenges all of your principles because they do things that are all you know with five perimeter players and they do things quickly and screen and rescreen and, and you know they put pressure on you so I, I thought it was a, a really challenging strategy but I thought we really handled it very well and at the end of the day we will certainly talk about you know two of the outstanding individual performances from the highlights at the beginning and Tyler Burton and Matt Grace but I kind of use this phrase Chris about a game like this and I think I did it the other morning on the show about um, one of Virginia's games unfortunately I think it was the Syracuse game that this is kind of the box score that you can take and kind of frame and put it in your locker room and say, this is what Richmond basketball is on paper uh, or in your office or whatever because of the numbers that are on it. Almost anywhere you look on this stat sheet, to me it seems like Richmond basketball. I wondered if you'd kind of comment on that, whether it's 23 assists to 31 uh, uh, field goals made, whether it's low turnovers with only nine, whether it's 22 to nine points off the turnovers, the way you shot the ball and the way you defended them. All of those things that if, if you looked at that box score, you might frame it and say, this is pretty close to what we mean when we say Richmond basketball. Yeah, that, that's a great point, Bob, and I, and I appreciate that. I, I, I definitely, I think, you know, the numbers that, you know, what are important to us uh, or what are very important to us, and, and I don't think we stress it in a statistical way very often, um, with, you know, with the players, uh, but, you know, to have high assists and low turnovers, you know, generally, you know, having low turnovers could mean you take 40 bad shots. <laughs> no, <laughs> so you don't want to do that either, but, um, but to have high assists, I think that means one, you're sharing the ball, you know, that's a bit of an extension of knowing how to play, playing together. Uh, but also a lot of times that's being aggressive and, you know, driving in there and creating and then throwing the ball to your teammate who's open. Uh, so I think that is something, you know, that, that high number of assists and low turnovers is really a, a great ratio. Um, and yeah, I think, you know, for, you know, they had 18 turnovers, I believe. And, you know, I, again, the more, the more times you can have half the number of turnovers your opponent, that's, that's really that's going to really be in your favor. And, and as you said, I think defending them and, um, you know, just being around, you know, they, they, because they're five out, they get a lot of maybe four times a game where they'll, they screen so often and pop out for a perimeter shot that when they screen and roll to the basket, they often get a lot of free layups. And we were able to really come over and not always, you know, make it not a basket, but, 
come over and make the lane crowded or steal the ball or commit a foul. And, and, and that's a long way to go for the help because they're in, again, they're, they're five guys out. So those possessions, I, I think, you know, we, we, as we were in uh, meeting at, as a staff today, those possessions were really great because it, it enabled them not to have any of those easier free baskets and made them have to earn everything. And that along with the, those assisted turnover numbers and, um, shooting the ball pretty well. I think those those really are all really, really positive aspects of the game. Got a question or comment for Coach Mooney? Now's the time. Behind the web at richmond.edu. Type it out and email it to us. We will get to it before the top of the hour at 7 o'clock on our show tonight or text us at 804-638-9508. Well, let's touch on those individual performances before our first break. Chris, um, what do you say today about Tyler Burton's performance, he showed an array of shots, whether it was mid-range jumpers, three-pointers, driving to the basket, uh, post moves, dunks, uh, played solid defense, had five rebounds and three steals, all of this in, in 33 minutes and a career-high 25 points. Um, you know, What do you say about that type of performance uh, from your one non-senior starter on the floor? Well, he was terrific. I mean, you know, obviously I have such high – um, expectations for Tyler and um, he, he was really terrific. You know, they again the defense that they played, I think, is designed more than anything to keep you off balance. So, making Nate uncomfortable by not having a guy guarding him, uh, making Grant uncomfortable by not having a guy guarding him, but when he's in the post, practically double teaming him. I think Tyler was the guy where they were a little bit in between on because they tried to pressure the guards and. You know, he's again. He handled the things like a like a like a really good player should. He was aggressive, and I think he has a good aggressive mentality uh, where he doesn't force the issue all that often for someone so young and talented. But he has an aggressive mentality and can do so many things well. You know, um, you know. Again, I mentioned on the post game, it's, it's like Justin in terms of how I see it, and that uh, his his not even a turnover or anything like that, but his mistakes will jump out at me or his, you know, I think that he should have so many points all the time or so many rebounds all the time um, because of the high expectations. But he works really, really hard. Um, he doesn't take for granted the opportunity he has, uh, and he doesn't take for granted that he has to, you know, work to continue to get better, and and um, he really does put that time in. So, so talented and but but really so um hard working and and you know trying to be he's really trying to be a great player i mean he's really really trying to be a great player and take all of that in to, to help him to continue to take make these strides toward toward being great Career high, 25 points, 10 of 13 from the field, three three-pointers, the five rebounds, three steals, and a couple of block shots as well. On our pregame show, Greg and I talked about the play of the bench, Chris, and we oftentimes say you can't judge your bench necessarily just by points scored. They help in so many other ways. Well, last night was a night where you did get some scoring. I know eventually you're going to have to get some scoring from the bench, so how nice was it to get the 15 points from the reserves and particularly the 10 and we'll talk much more about this when he joins us later but particularly the 10 off of Matt Grace and what he identified watching the first few minutes that he thought he would be able to do to be successful and help the team well yeah we yeah I agree Bob I I think you know in terms of the bench you know um what I really liked out of what I really like at this point and and it would it would show more if it was a more of a normal season but you know, we have, um, you know, with, without Nick and without uh, Crab, um, and then when Andre has been limited, you know, those are guys, you know, that's a couple of guys off the bench right there. Uh, and then, but I think we're bringing along these, or these other guys are coming along in a really positive way. And so we're, we're gaining depth as we go here. <laughs> we're gaining depth. Um, as these guys continue to improve and play better and embrace how much of an impact they can have. I thought Sal played very well. He had two great practices before he played uh, St. Joseph's. Matt obviously played really, really well. Isaiah is now getting more minutes. Um, And I I actually think the world of Jai Bailey, I think he's going to be a terrific player. Um, And I need to get, you know, need to continue to work him in there. But 
you know, when you add those guys to Andre Gustafson, now you have guys who are, you know, not just holding the fort down when, when the starters are out or when they're in for the start of the replacing, but they can help you and, and give you a little bit of a different dynamic. You know, Matt's a very good shooter and a, a great passer. Uh, and he, so he's a little bit different than Grant. Sal is uh, a little bit more of a, you know, he can dribble in and get his shot in different ways and make his own shot and post up. So he's not exactly the same as Nate or, or Tyler. So, you know, I, I do think that draft is, I'm sorry, that depth is, is growing and getting better and, and, and we're getting deeper as we go. And we just need, you know, we need the games to prove it and the minutes for those guys to prove it. But they, they certainly were a huge help last night and they can continue to help us in a big way moving forward. It is kind of surreal, though, isn't it, before we take the break, that here in the middle of the season we're talking about growing your depth when in August you were wondering how you were going to, unfortunately, wonder how you were going to use all your depth, right? Yeah, exactly. I I, <laughs> I have uh, probably notes all over the house of, well, if I put this guy in for this guy, and how can I get to 200 minutes? You know, I was at about 260. Uh, but yeah, I know that that. But you know, unfortunately, that's that's how it goes, and you have to adjust. And and having guys who are committed like Matt and Sal and Zay and Andre, that that really makes it much easier. Let's go to a break. When we come back, uh, I want to focus on a couple of the hustle plays. One in particular out of last night's game that hopefully typifies the effort that the Spiders gave, and obviously reward with a big victory last night. Behind the web at richmond.edu. If you'd like to email us a question or comment, 804-638-9508 if you would like to text. Unfortunately, Greg's having some computer issues tonight. Darn technology. He's working feverishly to get it corrected if he can. He will join us during the course of the show, and Matt Grace will be dialing us up at 630 as well. Glad you found us tonight on a Wednesday special edition of Behind the Web, 99.5-1027 ESPN. To show you how easy it is to file a claim with GEICO, we hired fitness celebrity Billy Blanks. Okay, everybody, our car just got a broken windshield. How about we blow off some steam? Now punch, now kick. Uh, Mr. Blanks, there's no need to be stressed. GEICO makes it easy to file a claim online, on the app, or over the phone. Yeah, but what if I never hear back? That's going to make me want to go jab and jab. Uh, nope. Your GEICO claims team is always there for you. Okay, do I still get my post-workout protein shake? Sure, Billy. GEICO, great service without all the drama. Where can you find a mattress store that truly puts your needs first? Only here at the Original Mattress Factory. Our team is here with a no-pressure approach to help you find the right mattress to meet your unique needs. Whether it's back support, comfort, or long-term durability you're seeking, nobody knows more about what makes a great mattress great. We want to make sure you're prepared to make the best choice for you, whether you buy from us or not. Stop by your local OMF store to see the Original Mattress Factory difference for yourself. Hey, we get it. You don't want to be hearing a progressive commercial right now. So let us tell you something you do want to hear. You are intelligent. You make all the right decisions. You were smart before smart was cool, and you made it cool again. You have a wealth of knowledge, and you are so very clever. <laughs> I bet you already knew I was going to say that, you genius. There. Don't you feel better? You'll also feel better when you hear you could save big when you switch to progressive. But I'm pretty sure you already knew that, too. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Get your weekday afternoon started with Barton Hahn. Part of the new lineup on 99.5 and 102.7 ESPN. Let's get back to the show behind the web. Once again, here's Bob Black on the Spider Sports Network from Learfield IMG College and ESPN Richmond. Down the lane to Funk. His turnaround is short. Great defense by Burton, who comes up with the tip the rebound from Golden. Gilliard down the left wing to Burton. Pulls up off the dribble. Tyler Burton bags a 15-footer. He did a little bit of everything on that sequence. And at the other end, Bishop was going in for an uncontested layup. And Blake Francis with tremendous hustle came flying down court and knocked the ball out of bounds. And Demir Bishop gave him a look like, where did you come from? What a hustle play by Francis. All right, when a guy scores a career-high 25 and does it at both ends of the floor, you feel compelled to give him more than one play-by-play highlight on the talk show the next night. So there was one more from Tyler Burton doing it at the defensive end, getting a rebound, and then scoring at the other end all in the same sequence, kind of uh, epitomizing his night. But, Chris, uh, really, welcome back to Behind the Web with Coach Mooney Bob Black with you on a Wednesday night. The play that, that Blake Francis made, I know Greg asked you about a post-game 
Obviously, I was impressed with it in real time at the moment. Um, you would hope all of your players would make a play like that, right? But Blake Francis, particularly, just not in his makeup, just not in his DNA to kind of let that go. I think I said on the air after that that, you know, nobody would have looked the other way or would have said anything about it if they just given a layup there. I think we were up, what, 14, 16 points and just going on with the game. But that's just not the way Blake is built, is it? Not at all. Uh, you hit the nail on the head there, Bob. And, you know, watching the play from across uh, and come behind the play, yeah, it looked like they had thrown it up and, and made a really nice aggressive play. And, you know, Blake closed a lot of ground while the ball was in the air. Uh, and I almost think it's, it's one of those plays, I think it was at home with fans, they might call it off of the offensive player's legs. You know, sometimes they slap the ball and it goes off of the offensive player's mm-hmm. legs. It was that impressive of a hustle play uh, that you'd give it a look like that. And, um, yeah, really, a really great play. And, you know, uh, we ask our guards to do a lot. We ask Blake to do a lot. And, um, you know, but his competitiveness and his fire and his energy uh, were on full, full display right there because that was, that was a big-time play. And, you know, it, it also adds the fact that um, the other team not getting easy baskets, you know, and uh, the – you know, a couple ways to break easy baskets or to get breakaway layups or score off of your defense, get to the free throw line. Uh, and, and Blake prevented all that in, in just that one hustle play. Is it the type of thing that, that you do show your guys that or talk about it, and particularly the younger guys uh, who you mentioned in the last segment when we talked about some of the, you know, a couple of freshmen starting to come along a little bit uh, for you to make sure that, you know, you emphasize, reinforce uh, that not on this just one play, but on every play we want you playing like that? Definitely. You know, and uh, we have um, we have clips for the guys to say, like, hey, this you know, this is a, an example, because it's not just technical examples. I mean, you know, that, that's important, and you want to be in the right uh, – you're, you're, you're spacing on offense. Um, uh, you're, you're positioning on defense. You want to be in the right spot. You want to do the right things and move to where the ball moves. Uh, but the hustle plays, that, that's, that's going to be forced to come. That, that This is too high of a level for, for – it's just to work because, you know, you started in the right spot. It's those, those kinds of plays. And so we do show those and try to really feed off of those and, and have everybody build off of that kind of play. Um, and you, you kind of pointed to before about the box score and that being rich from basketball. You know, we want, we want that also to be on the guy's mind. Like this is, these are the kinds of efforts that it takes and this is the kind of effort that we can give. Guys worked really hard, Chris. Gave great effort for that win last night. And I hesitate to bring this up because every team is going through it. But could you sense and feel a difference beyond what you guys did on the practice floor and what you talked about just in and of itself that after the two-week pause and one game under your belt and hopefully out of your system that there was a little bit more at least normalcy to the game? I know the setup to the game, and maybe you can kind of detail it a little bit for the fans how different that was, but just that there was a little bit more cohesion about what you guys do on the court now that you were in a little bit more of a game routine and not on that two-week pause? Yeah, for sure. You know, I I really think that um, it's really a challenge, and, and I've said this, uh, it's, it's a challenge that we did not meet in the LaSalle game, and LaSalle played very well and played better than we did. Um, but it, it really is a significant challenge to um, – just not, you know. I, I would. Say it's it's really rare during the course of our seasons for our guy to, for us not to see each other on any day, <laughs> yeah. and then to just be isolated from one another and not being able to exercise. It really presents issues. So I think that, you know, there's just a delay, and you know, I I don't think it would affect us any more than any other team. But with with so much time to think about it during that process. You know, I think being a rhythm team, and uh, I think there's a rhythm about just about everything we do, and that that's uh, that's harder for us. And so, hopefully, it doesn't happen again. Uh, but maybe if it if it, it were to, we can I don't know do something to try to keep that to keep that rhythm about us. Um, but it's it, it really is a big challenge. 
Uh, and this trip was a little bit different. Basketball players and coaches, just like athletes in any sport, like to get into their routine. And this routine normally includes game day shoot around, get the sweat going, the blood flow, and that kind of thing. Uh, the Philadelphia, correct me if I'm wrong here, Chris, but the Philadelphia health standards, I think, were a little bit more stringent, a little more different you really couldn't get in the building on game day so you were just kind of sitting around all day i guess uh prior to playing that game last night and then you even had to be at the arena a little bit earlier than normal because of testing protocol yeah exactly i mean <laughs> and you know again these are small things if they if it was a uh, a business meeting or you know <laughs> uh that's no big deal but as you said as athletes uh everything is such a um everything is such a routine and you're trying to maximize your comfort level so that you can attack, you know, whatever, whatever physical um, challenge you have upcoming. And so, yeah, we, we were not allowed to uh, shoot around. Uh, and of course that was, um, that was really strange. Um, and so we, 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 what we try to do is not, sit around the hotel so we tried that we had breakfast in the morning and then we came down and right before a pregame meal we watched lunch and we stretched and most of our guys do uh they lift on game day and uh so we we had most of our guys do a lift before that so there was some activity we weren't just sitting there but yeah we had to get there probably about an hour hour and 15 minutes before we usually do um and i'd say we get there fairly early uh, for games, um, and so this is another hour. So yeah, it's just it's just very unusual. It's just really like everything else this season. Very very unusual, and something you just have to, you know, to me, not really talk about too much. Just get ready, and uh, you know, just try to do it, put it out of your mind, and let's start the game as soon as we can. Mm-hmm. And I think the one thing that is happening, and we've talked about this, and I know at the end of the year we'll have a better conversation on this, has been the success on the road. And there have been years when the Spiders have been really good on the road with screaming fans against them in the stands. But it seems to be happening again this year. And I know uh, one of the stats that I think you are intrigued by and will look at at the end of the season, I think all of college basketball will, will be wins and losses home and away and probably diving analytically even a little bit deeper into some of the more specific numbers and differences home and away with no crowds in, in attendance, whether it's you know the crowd in your favor that you're missing at home or the crowd that would have been there on the road against you, I guess. Yeah, I would say that is the most significant difference. And I think, you know, to me, once the game gets started, it's much less um, noticeable or less of an, of an issue. But I'd say at the beginning, uh, it really – really is very strange you know it's uh, it's just different um you know because they still do the uh announcing the starting lineups mm-hmm. and the videos and those kinds of things um but it is it's it's really different it's it's you know it, it definitely takes away from the from the fun and exciting part of college basketball um and uh it, it it's just it's so different, especially, you know, St. Joe's, I, I think it probably seats maybe a little over 4,000 um, on Hawk Hill. And they're, they're always, you know, 3,000 people. And so it's a, a small gym that's packed. And now you had, you know, the, some of the bleachers pushed in and just really, <laughs> it's very strange. It's very strange. Even, you know, when we, you and I do the pre and post game talk, just nobody around <laughs> and the Philadelphia usually people interrupting but nobody around just just so such a different feeling by the time we got done last night I was very lonely Chris I think I was the only one in the gym at that point it was it was almost a little scary until people started wandering back in there but but I mean you described it perfectly absolutely described it perfectly uh the winning is still fun though I can tell you that and the Spiders got a good one last night knock it off St. Joe's 79-56 uh let's take a time out we're right here at the bottom of the hour. Matt Grace scheduled to join us next. He had a career night with 10 points and a couple of three-pointers. Uh, really played well coming off of the spider bench. Uh, he'll join us next on Behind the Web. If you've got questions, we'll take them. Behind the Web at richmond.edu. If you want to email them or text them, 804-638-9508. Special Wednesday night edition of Behind the Web continues in a moment on the home of the Spiders, 99.5, 1027 ESPN.
Buy your next truck from Luck. Luck Chevrolet in Ashland has the redesigned 2021 Tahoe and Suburban ready for you to order and drive away. For a smaller SUV, they also have the all-new Trailblazer and the new Blazer available in all-wheel or front-wheel drive. Let Luck put their 100 years of experience to work for you. Visit them on Route 1 in Ashland, online at LuckChevrolet.com or call 798-9261. Luck Chevrolet, since 1916. This season, there's one thing I'm looking forward to. Yeah, that and the great game day food. We can still celebrate big because I shop at Food Lion. Like topping my sliders with bacon and cheese, adding a twist to my guac with roasted tomatoes, turning up the heat on my hot wings with jalapeno poppers on the side, and I'll pick up some treats in the bakery. Food Lion's got the fun and affordable food you need to keep your game day spirit high. Because this is our home, and that's our Food Lion. 2020 was a challenging year, but things are looking up, including the stock market's performance. But will it last? Hi, I'm Ken Moray, Senior Advisor at Retirement Planners of America. If you are 50 or older, call us today to schedule a free consultation to learn more about our invest and protect strategy that is designed to help mitigate the risk of the stock market. Call us today at 800-375-1159 to schedule your free assessment. That's 800-375-1159. ZQuil Pure Z's All Night Bilayer Tablets help you fall asleep naturally and regulate your sleep cycle so that you can take on your tomorrow. Designed with extended release melatonin, which slowly releases up to six hours to help you fall asleep and stay asleep longer through the night. ZQuil Pure Z's Botanical Blend is made with lavender chamomile, valerian root, and lemon balm botanicals, which have been used for centuries. ZQuil Pure Z's All Night Simple Tablets with simple ingredients that are 100% drug free and non habit forming. Mike Greenberg is now back and part of your morning. Greeny, weekdays at 10, following the sports huddle on 99.5 and 1027 ESPN. Let's get back to the show behind the web. Once again, here's Bob Black on the Spider Sports Network from Learfield IMG College and ESPN Richmond. Right corner to Burton, back to Francis, got a screen from Grace, drives left side, back to Matt Grace from the top of the key, and Matt Grace swishes a three-pointer. He was wide open from the top of the key. Grace tries another three and triggers it home again, this time from the right wing. Matt Grace confidently with back-to-back threes. Matt Grace with a career-high 10 points last night. Knocked down a couple of threes, had the uh, jump hook that we played earlier on the open that gave him 10 points in the game. Real nice contribution off of that spider bench. And now he's going to contribute to our Behind the Web program tonight as he joins us this evening. I think Greg Beckwith is also online now. I believe he's got his computer issues squared away. So we got Greg, we got Coach Mooney, and we got Matt Grace as well. Matt, good evening. Thank you for joining us. How you doing? They got no problem. I'm doing well. Yeah, appreciate you, you hopping on here for a few minutes. Um, in listening to your postgame uh, press conference uh, talk with the media last night, and we knew we'd have you on tonight kind of to do the same thing, what were you kind of seeing in those opening minutes? And we've talked about this before, Matt. You get a great opportunity to see how the flow of the game is going because you know you're going in when you're going in. What were you seeing kind of in those opening minutes that kind of got you excited to get out there on the court and maybe get into shooting position? Um, yeah, I always know I'm going in around the 16-minute mark, so I always use those first four minutes to really get a feel of how they're guarding, like, Grant, how they're guarding everyone. Um, and then, obviously, I saw right away that they weren't even, they really weren't even guarding Grant and Nate outside of the paint at all. So, I, I mean, I said to myself on the bench, if I'm wide open, I'm shooting that thing right away. And, yeah, I, I, I did. Where does that confidence come for you, Matt? Because one of the things Coach and I have talked about, and I've mentioned it with Greg and others, I watched you a lot once you got back on campus, you know, uh, in the summer and into the fall, and you had become such a such a better, more confident three-point shooter. Has that just come from repetition and practice? Kind of where did that come from? Uh, yeah, I, I feel like I've always been a good shooter. I think what's really changed for me a little bit more this year is the confidence aspect of it. I feel when I'm when I'm confident, that's when I'm making my shots. And I, that, I think it's all really just that for me. So I just try to stay confident as much as I can. 
So, Matt, uh, this is Greg. How you doing, man? And congratulations on a great game last night. Thank you. Yeah, one question I have for you is just when you look at a game like that and where you're on the bench and you're watching the flow of the game, you know you're coming off, as you mentioned. Do you kind of say, hey, I need to do certain things on the floor for coach when I get out there because I see certain things happen in the first five or four or five minutes of the game? Do you understand, like, hey, I need to do a better job on a defensive end? Do you play it by ear with that with regards to when you get in? Uh, yeah, definitely. Like I said, I'm I'm really watching uh, those first few minutes, seeing uh, what I can do, uh, reading any tendencies, and uh, just that game. I just felt like I could really help us if they were just not going to guard us at all. I felt like it'd be really difficult um, if they were never going to leave the paint the whole game. So that's that's what I saw last game. I felt like it helped there. Yeah, talk about what you do with regards to you know your off season this year and. You're getting prepared mentally for, for a season that no one knew what was going to happen. And for you personally, an individual progression for this year, for you as a junior, what did you work on? Um, yeah, it was definitely a difficult offseason, not being on campus um, until late in the summer. But while I was home, I couldn't really get in the gym or anything, but I just tried to do my best to stay in shape. Uh, I, went for, I turned into like a runner for a little while, doing lots of running outside. And just doing anything I could to stay in shape. And then we, when we got on campus, um, focused more on all the, the basketball parts. And uh, just really working on my game and getting ready for this, this season. We all know we're going to go through it at some point. The whole challenge of the pandemic and a pause. And, you know, we're going to be prepared for it and all of that. But when it actually happens, what is it like, particularly this last time through? And, you know, Coach has talked about certainly the first seven days when it was a total shutdown and just, you know, how you kind of, to use a word I've been using a lot, how you kind of plowed through that to get back to finally doing what you really want to do this year, which which is play college basketball. Um, I mean, yeah, both those shutdowns we had so far definitely sucked. And, uh, I feel like they were both at times where we were really starting to get into a, a, into a good rhythm as a team, um, coming off that good Kentucky win. And then last game uh, against George Mason, I felt like we played really good defensively and we were, we were playing really well and just to get shut down like that, it obviously sucks. Um, and it's difficult, but we just had to do our best to try and stay you know, do the little hotel workouts, kind of stay in shape as best as we could and stay kind of locked in mentally knowing that we'd be back in a few days. Hey, I want to go back to your um, role of coming off the bench for just a moment, and we'll bring Coach into the conversation as well. But it's a little bit different for you. I was thinking about this today. Because you're in a unique situation, the way Coach is handling you and Grant Golden, and you're coming in, you know, right around that four-minute timeout when when you observe the first few minutes of the game it's pretty likely the game flow is going to stay the same of what you're watching because it's too early in the game for an opposing coach to make too many radical changes if you're a reserve that doesn't come in till i don't know seven eight nine minutes into the game they could have made adjustments to what you were seeing in the first few minutes how much kind of confidence does that give you that when you get in things are pretty much going to be what you saw and there won't be a lot of major adjustments that could happen you know eight nine ten minutes into the game if that makes sense yeah i think it's a huge advantage for me because um usually i'm going up against the same guys that were up there um, the same big man. Usually there's not too many subs around that same time I'm getting in there. So it's just really good. I'll also have the fresher legs right when I'm getting out there. So it's good to um, see the guys that I'll be going up against right away and uh, just know what to expect. So, Chris, how is this working out for you as you have stuck with this over the last two years now? And I think at the beginning it was primarily done for Grant Golden's benefit, and it probably still is. But it does seem like when you get a, as heady a kid as Matt Grace that it's actually helping the guy who's coming off the bench in addition to your starter, Grant Golden. Yeah, for sure. I, I think that, um, you know, we, we, you and I, Bob, had talked last year about why, why I did it before the – well, usually, I don't think I did last night, actually, but before the media uh, was really for my own, just to make sure I did it and uh, – get Grant out of the game and arrest and get Matt into the game and get him moving and involved. And, you know, a lot of times we'll, you know, we'll, 
uh, it's the same playbook and we're doing the same things, but we might highlight a little bit different part of the offense when Matt is in there to try to take advantage of his, uh, of his passing and also his outside shooting and, uh, you know, comfort and ability on the perimeter. So, uh, but I do, I do think it's good. I, I, I think that it's, uh, you know, last night I, I screwed up and I, I, I put Andre Gustafson in much later than I usually do. And it's a total uh, mistake on my part. Uh, and I know that, you know, that's, that's not good for Andre and it wouldn't be good for anybody. So I do think uh, having a little bit of a rhythm, you know, uh, is important for all the players. Uh, of course, you know, Jacob doesn't come out all that much and that might be his rhythm. Uh, but having a little bit of a rhythm is important for all players. And I think for, for Matt, it's good to be able to go in there. And as he said, you know, if he's the first guy coming into the game, I, I really do think that's an advantage uh, and the way he can move and, uh, keep our keep our team moving uh, is really is you know puts us in a little little bit different gear and I think that's I think that's important for us and and he's he's done he's done very well with that. So so Matt, you listening to all that good stuff and and all that, I know you came and you were attracted to Richmond because of Coach Mooney. What other uh, things attracted you to the University of Richmond when you were coming out of the high school out of Canada? Um. Yeah, I, I really like the way that uh, Richmond played. Um, their big men, their big men don't just go around setting screens. They get to handle the ball a lot, make a lot of decisions. I really felt like I'd um, do well in a position like that. That was obviously a big part of me and for me. And then also the um, it's a really good school, and I was looking for a, a high academic school like that, and uh, it was a perfect fit. Okay. Coach, on on that note, I, I mean, we talk about Matt. You talk about Matt and his ability to pass, which we know is a big man. But I, I've been impressed watching him over the years with his defensive effort as well and making some stops. I think he had a nice block last night uh, on a defensive end as well. So you talk about his maturation around the defensive end and what you guys have accomplished, especially transitioning from the zone, matchup zone, to the man-to-man especially. Yeah, well, I would say, Beck, that was probably something that um – you know, that doesn't get highlighted uh, enough. You know, the biggest change going from uh, playing primarily the matchup zone to all man-to-man was dealing with ball screens. And so, um, you know, you have to, you know, there, there are a lot of things that go into defense. And, and uh, in the matchup, we had, our own, we had our own kind of vocabulary and, um, and, you know, uh, strategies and how we were dealing with certain ball screens and trying to keep, you know, we're trying to keep our bigger guys inside and our, and our smaller guys on the perimeter. Um, but then all of a sudden you go to man to man and that the hedge on the ball screen is becomes probably the most important part of, of, of your defense, you know, the most important part of basketball almost. And, and so to be able to do that, um, you know, like anything, takes a little bit of a knack and a feel and a sense, uh, and then the willingness to do that. It's not easy for, you know, the, the taller you are, the harder it is to get your body to move. And Matt is actually excellent uh, on his on his being able to hedge very hard on, the ball, on a guard. Um, you know, he just has the right timing, the right knack. The, you know, he goes the exact right distance where he can't be split. Uh, he makes the, you know, the ball handler for the most part go backwards and retreat so he's really excellent on that and he's always had you know a near perfect you know balance between him and you know where the ball is and where his man is and and those kinds of things and so yeah he's he's really been an uh, an excellent defender for us and um that is that is again something that's really really extremely valuable for us uh from everybody on the team but especially from that position Hey, uh, Matt, let me finish up. I did have one uh, one text off of our text line as you were talking about what a good academic school uh, Richmond is. Uh, what What is Matt Grace's major was the question that came in off of our text line. Um, I'm majoring in finance and business analytics. For some reason, that doesn't surprise me. I'm not really sure why. 
but I know you have a good head on your shoulders and you need it for that. So that does not surprise me at all. Of course, Richmond has a great reputation in those areas as well. So uh, good luck continuing uh, along that path as well on the academic side of things. Let me finish up on the athletic side of things, and we'll let you go before we get into our last segment coming up here in just a bit. Um, And I talked with Coach about this earlier tonight. From a player's perspective, did you feel a lot different in the second game back now after the two weeks off that things were a little bit closer to normal on the court from LaSalle to St. Joe's? And this may be a little harder. Part two of the question, what do you expect from St. Louis Friday? You know that team very well and its physical nature, but they were off even longer than the Spiders were. They've got one game under their belt, and this will be their second game back come Friday night at the Robbins Center. Um, yeah, I think our first game back was obviously difficult um, being out for that long and uh, just getting back into the flow of it you know it's not easy after sitting in a hotel room for two weeks um, but um, I think St. Louis is kind of going through the same thing that we went through after the foul game they just had a, a, a disappointing loss to um, Dayton last night so I feel like they're going to be ready to come out just like we were against St. Joe's against us um, so I think we just got to really be prepared for that. Uh, should be a really good one. Two of the top teams in the Atlantic 10. We're looking forward to it and seeing you in that game on Friday night, Matt. Thanks for spending the time with us this evening. Really appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Matt Grace coming off a career-high 10 points last night in the Spider victory at St. Joseph's. Let's take a timeout. Final segment of Behind the Web for a special Wednesday night coming up after the break, 99.5-1027 ESPN. Another three by Bones Highland. Eureka! Oh, my! Quick catch and shoot for a three, and it's rattled home by Jacob Gilliard. Separated by only six miles of RBA roads, VCU and U of R have one of college basketball's best rivalries. And now the Capital City Classic has a title sponsor with as much prestige as the game itself. Your Richmond area Honda dealers, including Colonial Honda, West Broad Honda, Pearson Honda, and Mechanicsville Honda. The Richmond area Honda dealers are the proud new title sponsors of the U of R VCU Capital City Classic. With so many home security systems out there, I needed a good reason for the one I chose. BrightSuite gave me lots of them. BrightSuite's home security system is from Dominion Energy, a company I already know and trust. It uses a dedicated service to stay connected if my power and Wi-Fi go out. There's an app so you can control the whole thing, and you can even choose whether to install it yourself or have them do it. Visit BrightSuite.com to learn more. BrightSuite is an unregulated affiliate with services unrelated to those offered by Dominion Energy Virginia. When buying a car, you're supposed to ask questions. Some you can answer online, but others, how blinky is the blinker? And which way do the wipers wipe? Are things only a human could know. So CarMax has ours standing by to answer questions or in select markets, schedule a delivery or curbside pickup, regardless if you're buying online or on our lot. But what if I change my mind? Good question. Just bring it back within a week for a full refund because that's the way it should be. CarMax. Frank's Red Hot is the perfect blend of flavor and heat. That's why you can use an entire bottle to make buffalo chicken dip. The kind you might make for when you're watching the game at home. And maybe this year there's less people around to watch the game with. Yay! But that just means there's more dip. And it's all for you. Some of you may say, that's too much dip. But deep down in your heart of hearts, you know it isn't. So go ahead. Finish it. Frank's Red Hot don't judge. Frank's Red Hot. I put that sh** on everything. We're all spending a lot more time at home these days. An adjustable bed can elevate your sleep experience and make everyday activities like reading, watching TV, and working more comfortable. At the Original Mattress Factory, we know not all adjustable beds are created equal. You need one that has the features you need, along with the power and durability to provide comfort for years to come. We offer high-quality adjustable bases at an affordable factory-direct price. Visit an original Mattress Factory location to elevate your sleep experience today. If we learned anything in 2020, it's that life is unpredictable. There are some things that you just can't control. All the more reason why you need to appreciate and hold tight those special people in your life. That relationship you know you can count on no matter what. At Diamonds Direct, your love is our passion. Your relationship is why we exist. And we stand ready to help you create those memorable moments in 2021 that celebrate and solidify those unbreakable bonds. Our selection of precious rare diamonds has never been greater. From a simple one-carat princess cut to a breathtaking 
110-carat round brilliant, we have your perfect diamond in stock every day at the guaranteed best value price in America. And even in unpredictable times, Diamonds Direct's commitment to you will never waver. We promise the largest selection, the highest quality, the best value, the strongest warranties, and the most unforgettable experience. So as life gets back to normal this new year, remember, cling to the ones you adore by showing them how much they mean to you. And we'll always be here to help. Diamonds Direct. Sure Pump, West Broad Village. We're your home for Richmond Spiders basketball with every game live right here. 99.5 FM and 9.50 AM ESPN. Keeping you up to date with Richmond basketball. This is Behind the Web on 99.5 and 102.7 FM and 9.50 AM ESPN. From Learfield IMG College, this is the Spider Sports Network. Francis ball handling down the lane, out to Burton, fakes the three, kicks it out to Caressi. He's left open for three, swish for Sal Caressi. His second three-pointer of the season. He is two for five. Cool you, bounce pass on the back door to Gustafson for the layup. Goose gets the hoop, but gives Sullivan Cool you the assist. Always like to give the guys coming off the bench their uh, just dues and their headlines and their highlights, uh, and we did that in that segment. Uh, Sal with the three-pointer, and then, yeah, the other guys got in the game last night. Uh, Sullivan Coolieu with that nice assist to Andre Gustafson. Uh, the Philly guys got in the game. Jordan Gately, Gabe Harrison got in the game for a minute or so as well, which was really kind of neat in their hometown and uh, was really fun as it finished up last night. All right, as you just heard, um, we like to say we keep you up to date on Richmond basketball. Chris, I'm going to throw this at you because this hit just as we were saying goodbye to Matt Grace and literally during the commercial break, and I don't know what you can comment on, but I hope you will because we do have breaking news on Behind the Web, uh, multiple reports, and I know you're not on social media that much, but there are multiple reports, CBS Sports leading the way, that Richmond and VCU have been selected to split hosting the Atlantic 10 tournament this year through the semifinals and that the Robin Center will host the championship game. Can you comment on that and what it may mean to the Richmond Spiders? So I'm not sure if I'm supposed to comment on that, but that sounds pretty good, Bob. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, yeah, the uh, I know that uh, there have been a lot of people working hard on it, you know, most most importantly, uh, you know, John Hart and David Walsh uh, in, our, in our office uh, or in, in the athletic department. And, of course, um, you know, Dr. Crutcher and, and Dave Hale up on, on campus. And then, and then Bernadette McLeod uh, at the conference office. So uh, I, I don't, I'm not positive if it's finalized, but I know that was uh, something that had been discussed and thought of and, you know, I think great for if if it does get finalized, great for the city of Richmond, um, great for the two schools to work together, uh, and and really, you know, a great partnership between two of the member schools and the, and the conference. Um, you know, I think that's always really, I, I personally think that's always really a, a great sign, and um, you know, I hope I hope it does come to fruition, and and you know, I don't. It's not, again, not nearly as much of an advantage without fans, but certainly has has some has a great feel to it. Uh, what is the unusualness of it in an unusual year that if this does come to fruition, that I guess, there, and I don't know the details of it, obviously, you could wind up playing your first game maybe in the Siegel Center and your second game in the Robin Center, if that's at all a big deal or not, as you said, with, with no fans. These teams obviously are familiar with both buildings. Yeah, and and you know, hopefully by that time we'll have played, um, obviously played many games at the Robin Center and a game at the Siegel Center. So, yeah, I, I you know, it's it's so uh, it's so unique. I just think that the most important thing is, you know, the, the advantage would be the travel or the lack of travel. You know, that that would be that would be something to really embrace and consider. Um, but but I think in the the games, it just, you know, it, it's just the, the echo that you hear at the end of the, each guy being introduced in the starting lineup is the same in every building. Uh, and so that part of it is just so, so different. Uh, but I think the idea of having two uh, host 
arenas, uh, you know, really could be a very, very cool thing. And, and the fact that those are, you know, six miles apart, making it even even better and more unique and showcasing, you know, the, the city of Richmond basketball would be great. Well, Coach, that'd be great because uh, Tampa Tampa Bay Buccaneers are starting a trend where they play in a championship uh, game at, at their home. So we hope that happens. Uh, that trend continues for the Spiders, if that's the case. So I'd love to see great that. Call. But <laughs> uh, quick question for you, just finishing up from my end. I know St. Louis. Um, we all know that they're a physical team. They play hard and a Rick Strong team. What other insight uh, or concerns that uh, you can share with uh, you know our audience about? who they are as a team right now, the St. Louis Billikens. Uh, yeah, Greg, I'll tell you, you know, in, in diving into the scout today, you know, their offensive numbers are excellent. You know, they're, uh, you know, they haven't played quite as many games as most teams, but you know, their field goal percentage is over 50%, which is a, uh, you know, a really rare number. Um, you know, they, they've, they've shot the ball well, um, They've done things well that I think in the past they've struggled with and over and have overcome with their physical play and their intensity and, and just how hard they play. And now they have, you know, with some older guys and with some skilled guys, have a lot of really explosive weapons on offense. And so, um, you know, they're, they're really good, really well-rounded, uh, really talented and deep really experienced i mean they they have um you know they have very few weaknesses so it'll it'll be important to us it'll be important for us a number of things um you know they're gonna they're gonna guard us well you know this is um you know LaSalle played us mostly zone uh saint joseph's uh played what you would call more of a of a gimmick type defense uh they're they're not just going to guard us man-to-man but they're going to guard us man-to-man well and they're going to play a zone and uh, at times and play that well. So, uh, you know, sometimes in our offense, we, we, we don't want to, we, we can score quickly sometimes and it feel easy and that's not going to be the case. And so I think it's going to be important for us to just really have the right mindset and embrace how physical the game's going to be and how hard the game's going to be and how familiar they're going to be with us and embrace that because that's a, conference game between two really good teams and uh we have a chance here to, to play against one of the really one of the one of the better teams in the country and i hope we can i hope we can do it well first of two regular season meetings between richmond and st louis and who knows maybe the first of three meetings with the third one back on the robin center court in an atlantic 10 championship game if i may dare to dream off of the news we were just talking about tonight but first things first got to go get them on friday night 6 30 at the robin center and you obviously chris also get the opportunity to be on national television so that adds to it with the game on espn too uh thanks for your insight particularly on the curveball and breaking news at the end of the program this evening we'll be looking forward to hearing more details about that and we'll really look forward to Friday night's game against St. Louis. Sounds great. Back, Bob, thanks very much. Thanks, Chris. All right, Coach Chris Moody with us on Behind the Web. Again, much more coming up on the apparent announcement that the Atlantic 10 will hold its men's basketball tournament at both the Siegel Center and the Robin Center. Same format as would be normally at Brooklyn. They will play the championship game at the Robin Center on the University of Richmond campus. That would be really exciting, not only for the city of Richmond, but obviously for the University of Richmond as well. Beck, uh, kind of neat for uh, the Richmond Spiders and the VCU Rams, quite frankly, if that comes to be, which it appears it's going to. Uh, be a lot of excitement in the city of Richmond, no matter what, right? Don't forget pandemic. That'll be great to have all the teams come to the, to the Richmond area. RVA. <laughs> That's the whole idea. Forget the pandemic and bring that tournament here uh, to Richmond and, and to VCU and the championship game on the Robbins Center Court. All right, Beck, thanks. Appreciate you plowing through all your technical issues. We will see you at the Robbins Center on Friday night. Our airtime is at 6 o'clock with our pregame show, Richmond and St. Louis at 6.30. Matt Josephs, thank you. Matt Grace, our special player guest, we thank him and Coach Mooney as well. Talk to you Friday from the Robbins Center with Richmond Spiders basketball right here. On the home of the Spiders, ESPN. You've been listening to Behind the Web, featuring head men's basketball coach Chris Mooney. Tonight's show has been brought to you by Lux Chevrolet. 
CarMax, BrightSuite, Food Lion, and by Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Join us Monday nights from 6 to 7 throughout the college basketball season for Behind the Web. Thanks for listening and stay in touch with Richmond Athletics on the flagship stations of the Spider Sports Network, ESPN Richmond. Executive producer, Mitchell Bradley. This has been a presentation of Learfield IMG College in association with Richmond Sports Properties. The following is a special presentation of 99.5 and 1027 ESPN. WSGI Richmond. WTPS. WTPS.